2: From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
3: Moonpig.com Guys, it's time to open your hearts and loosen your butts. You know what? It's time for couples therapy.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. a real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. You know what? I am feeling v self-conscious. As I was doing that intro, I remembered all of our windows are wide open. Wide. Okay? Wide open, Henny. We're going for air Gaping. Flow. We're going for airflow and I realized, you know, if I can hear every song the neighbors play when they play in it Mm -hmm. with the windows closed, I know for real, they can hear me doing this intro right now. (laughs) Yes. They can hear us describe our windows as gaping. Well, that was you. You made sure to say gaping repeatedly and louder. So, you know, if anything, they probably just heard the word gaping and now they have more questions. (laughs) That's what happens. Um... We coming to you Saturday <laughs> afternoon. Andy laughing too hard, such which means disg- he's delirious. It's such a disgusting way to, to describe windows. It is. It is. But it obviously tickled <laughs> you, delighted
1: you to no end. Uh, Are you delirious? The, yeah, probably. It's the, the goatsy of windows. Hey, if you know, you know. Uh, well, you asked if I
0: was delirious, sure. It's been a rough week. Just getting through it, just getting through it,
1: doing our best, as we, yeah. as we always can. <laughs> what, else, what else can you do in 2023 but your best?
0: I know, honey. We'll get into it on the page, quite honestly, because it's a little too much and perhaps a little heavy. It might be a little too heavy for the introduction to a comedy episode, but the, we, we are uh, okay as a family, okay as individuals. But it was a real up and down this week. It was a real up a real down. And you know what? We gonna get through it doing our best.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we just talk about uh, uh, food poisoning and stuff like that? That's easier to deal with. Well, Andy, do you want to talk about that and how that came to be? Sure. Hey, there's something new in our house that I call the Bosch rule. And Uh I'll explain what that means. So, you know, Bosch is... Near and dear to my heart. Yeah.
0: Andy loves the show Bosch on Amazon, in case you were wondering. Starring Titus Welliver. Yes.
1: Look. Obviously, A Cab, obviously, not just not just A Cab, but abolish <laughs> abolish the police, abolish the carceral system, et cetera, et cetera. However. But, however. 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 Gotta love Bosch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he loves the show Bosch. He loves loves it. Okay. He needs it when a new Bosch drops. Bosch season drops. I know to leave Andy alone. At first, I was like for the weekend because the early seasons you like mainlined back to back, but now you've really been kind of pacing out your Bosh.
1: A cap. Andy, Ken, something Bosh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the second, second A that really did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> gotta <laughs> find <laughs> really it. Gave me some trouble, but so anyway, okay. <laughs> Bosh is a well now he's a private detective, so maybe it's in in the the, the contain cab
0: Andy can appreciate <laughs> Bosch
1: there it is we got it we got it andy can appreciate Bosch so at least in the Bosch colon Legacy series he's a private detective slightly more palatable
0: okay now break it down for me because original Bosch he is a cop right but is Bosch Legacy does it take place before the events of Bosch the show is it after no it's a continu- it's a uh, continuation so he's broken away from being a cop yeah from what I understand that it okay, was y'all, i did the record show andy just now he did turn the volume down on me he says she's coming in too hot and i said you you know what you gotta explain
1: bosch to me so <laughs> so okay so from what i understand is that in order to stop paying them their their pay bumps they changed the name of the show. Oh yes, that is what they do, <laughs> and shunted it from Amazon to Freebie, which is Amazon
0: streaming with ads, streaming
1: ad service. But it's like free. Well, obviously, you know what free and freebie stands for. And that was in order to stop, in order to not have to pay them more and more. Yeah. So I guess it resets their contracts right. to it the becomes beginning. a new show. It's or like whatever.
0: there was a viral clip going around about that for Nickelodeon. How it was always like Zach and Co- Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Then it was like Sweet Life. Of Zack and Cody, Man Overboard, or whatever. Like, they would just call the shows different things. And it's, like, so funny to me that these studios would go to such a length to, like, cheat children. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, well, I mean, you that's... don't want to give the Nickelodeon kids their money. I mean, They, yeah. they need the money because they haven't been able to go to school. So they need a nest egg.
1: Yeah. Well, all that money's got to go to that uh, weird foot freak guy who created all those shows. Sure, sure. We won't go into it any further. <laughs> no no, we're gonna keep this light. So, so Bosch Legacy? So so I, I assume that Bosch Legacy exists in order to cheat the actors and writers and uh, Sure.
0: But the point is my original question, it is a continuation
1: of the events is of a the conti- initial Bosch. Yes. yes it is. Yes it is. So anyway, so Bosch is a Hollywood private detective. Uh-huh. And so they utilize a lot of the the restaurants and a lot of the sights and sounds of Los Angeles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To give it some kind of authenticity. And it works. I know. We so I'm buy. always impressed when, like, uh, like Bosch goes to, like, Musso and Frank's. You know, <laughs> these kind of, like, Hollywood... Hot spot restaurants. Hot spots. yes. You know, these, like, classic places that people go in this town. And I'm like, oh, that looks... Uh... Then you look at the menu, and it's like, ugh. But then he went to this one place. I guess I won't mention it. Because I don't want to... I don't know. I don't know if it's legally actionable to call out a restaurant by name on a podcast, but I want to protect the- uh, Can you tell people what episode it was in? (laughs) Second to last episode of of Bosch Legacy Season 2.
0: So however badly you want to know the name of the restaurant, you can go to that. Yeah, he
1: meets his daughter- uh, at this restaurant, and he is accosted by someone that he had arrested previously. Okay, okay, heartbeat. So that on. should give you all of the information you need to find out the name of this restaurant if you are so inclined. And I saw that they had, they serve. Dumplings, And yeah. they serve bao buns and things yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh, we haven't had that in a long time.
0: Yeah, we're we're always on the hunt for good Chinese food in L.A. And we've been told that we have to drive at least an hour to the San Gabriel Valley to find it. Yeah. But also, uh, so I don't want to do that. Who want to do that, you know, for a scallion pancake? Especially because by the
1: time you bring it home, it's cold.
0: Anyway, we're always on the hunt. So we saw some dumplings, hunt. saw some bao buns.
1: Yeah. And so I'm like, well, why don't we order dinner from here? Yep. Yeah. Now, I said this without telling you that I had seen.
0: Well, you didn't tell me to the flip side. Let me tell you what happened. He goes, why don't we order from here? And I was like, okay, let's try it. Because we had passed by it. It seemed like it was cool. So we're like, okay, let's try it. So we order. And then once we place the order, Andy goes, okay, now that we've ordered, let me tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You said, I saw this on Baj. Are and you sure it was then,
1: or yes, was it no. after we got sick? No, <laughs> it was after the order was in. So the minute the minute we had ordered, that I'm like, by the way, I saw this restaurant on Bosch: Cole, and Legacy, <laughs> Bosch- and that's why I thought we should order from it. Oh, my God. Anyway, as you know, uh, it made us ill. It- and now we have a new rule in the house that if Bosch has eaten there on the TV show, okay. we do not order food from there. We do not go there. If exactly. If they have outside seating.
0: Because if anything, here's what it is, right? This is a restaurant that's about vibes. This is a restaurant that looks really cool. Obviously cool enough to be a setting on a TV show, right? So it's well-appointed. It has a mood. It's, you know, well-decorated. And I think when you're really vibing it rarely comes with stellar food. A lot of those really cool looking restaurants, they're about cocktails and only cocktails. Tell me if I'm wrong, okay? Too many places, and I mean, I say this in New York City too, like this is not like, oh, this is not me maligning LA, but
1: I just think in general, when a restaurant is like really
0: cool looking, uh huh, they put a lot
1: of time into looking cool. It's either vibes or cuisine. That's really all, all a restaurant is gonna serve you, not both. Right. Remember the, the, emmy party we went to where i got covid yes yes right that's supposed to be like this like amazing restaurant yeah and when i had the food there it was mediocre it, it was, was fine mid, it was like mid it was
0: not bad but for all the hoopla you thought it was gonna be next level you thought it was gonna be doing something and it was like actually you know what people like the fact that the lighting fixtures have like feathers on them you know what i mean because it was, it was like feathered lighting fixtures a lot of like lush banquets you know but it was like okay, you mm-hmm. made some pasta yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it's fine. It's, it's not like, like all okay, right, it's pasta. You yeah. got the pasta on there, but what what else are we doing? So yeah, you know, I, and this is something, the food was so bad. I threw mine out after two bites and that's not something I do. Cause if I pay for it, I'm going to eat it. <laughs> I will really be out here being like, well, it's mine now. I'm going to have to make it work. I don't have an alternative. And I took two bites and had to
1: throw that out. I had more than two bites, but it wasn't <laughs> but yeah. it but uh it it was definitely under duress, but that was also <laughs> why you ended up getting sick because <laughs> you <laughs> had more than two bites under duress, and the duress was my brain being like you you wanted this, <laughs> <laughs> did you feel like bosch as you were eating <laughs> I really felt like I was getting the perps
0: <laughs> you were getting the you were getting the
1: perps and oh. hey look, hey, in this new season of bosch Legacy, one of. The people he's against are crooked cops. So come on. We do love that. We do love that. Um, Which in real life would mean it's basically him against (laughs) all cops. You guys before we get into our
0: wonderful episode I want to just plug a show I'm doing real quick because the show is for the movement for the culture. On November 28th at 7pm if you in LA I'm doing a live show at The Fable which is in Eagle Rock. It's a restaurant in Eagle Rock. It's outside on the patio i asked before i agreed to do it okay (laughs) so all my careful friends if you want to come through it is an outdoor show november 28th to 7 p.m it is a fundraiser for isabel jurado who is running for city council in district 14 in la and she is a housing rights attorney okay she said the rents are too damn high legally she's a lifelong angelino and she is helping to try to build up this progressive block in city council and she's running against Kevin DeLeon, someone who is a racist piece of shit. Can I say, is that legally acceptable? I don't know. I was just going to say, um, It's on record. I was going to say trash, but also, yeah, you could be more specific. It's on record that he said racist things. And the show is hosted by Brittany Nichols, who's a writer on Abbott Elementary. Lineup includes Abbott's very own Lisa Ann Walter, Natasha Legero, me, Nori Reed. So the tickets are $25. Again, it's a fundraiser and even if you can't come through, if you're interested in helping out, supporting Isabel's cause, you can go to her website, which is www.isabeljurado.la. And that's spelled Y-S-A-B-E-L-J-U-R-A-D-O dot
1: L-A. And when is the show again? November 28th, 7 p.m. November 28th, 7 p.m. At the Fable in At Eagle Rock. At the Fable in Eagle Rock. So think about that. okay all right naomi now who is our stellar guest
0: on this episode since i'm telling you stuff i'm gonna keep on telling you keep telling you already heard her dulcet tones the one the only laurie kilmartin yes come on now we all know laurie stand up and writer you know her from her multiple tv appearances okay all of her sets her specials she was a writer on conan you can buy her latest book, Dead People Suck. She co-hosts the podcast, The Jackie and Lori Show, with the brilliantly funny Jackie Cation. Yes. Where they talk all things comedy, women in comedy. They're coming through. They've been doing the show since 2015. Yeah. So it's um it's really fun. You know, they've been friends a long time. They've been in comedy for a really long time. Yeah. They both like I think J- Jackie started in 1985, Laurie started in 1987. So it's like cool to hear them talk about this kind of stuff. So right? During, they started
1: during the comedy boom, yeah. and then have you know had long careers. Right? They have endured, honey. They nevertheless she persists. Yeah, Jackie's albums here. are really funny. You should get them. And one of the things, yeah, you know, I mean, we think Laurie is incredibly funny, but also she's very COVID conscious, and so we had a bunch of. Covid questions that have come in from listeners and right. we wanted to ask them to somewhat like instead of having to feel somewhat out and be like Ugh, they're gonna right how they're gonna respond to this kind of knew so there
0: was one of those in there um we are still gonna talk to our epidemiologists <laughs> at some point so y'all are also gonna get some scientific feedback but yeah this was a fun one it was good to sit down and chat with
1: Lori. and without any further ado roll it <laughs> Lori,
0: Lori, Lori. Yes. I want to know how you are today. Where are you at emotionally? How are you feeling
3: now?
1: Wow.
0: I'm hitting quick. right.
3: Yes, I'm okay today. Uh, I did do a little picketing. Oh, we got a pup. Hi, hi, buddy. We got to um, hold Mabel
1: because if when <laughs> if we're when, we're not paying emotional. attention. She just runs around and licks things. Oh spits up or something
3: no i actually heard that about you as well andy so yeah.
1: uh, you have if, if naomi <laughs> is not watching me at all times i'm spitting them. up sometimes i'll pee in the corner right it's my territory honestly <laughs>
3: no one else is respecting it <laughs> understood uh, i did some picketing so that mm-hmm. makes me feel like i you know feel good it's yeah. it's kind of fun um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I started writing a little bit, so mm-hmm. that's good. And, uh, you know, I'm, I guess I'm more hopeful for the future of our industry right now than I was yeah. six months ago. So yeah. now, I still have to get a job in it and that's right. always a struggle, <laughs> but there is now still a career that I could potentially. You know right yeah, come I would say, back to right. yeah
1: the email I sent my agent a couple of days ago being like so what's going on <laughs> yeah it's not been answered yet so
0: <laughs> now Lori two things well one I have to always I, I'm curious can you tell me what made you get a place in Harlem? 'Cause you were in Harlem before the white people really made the influx, right?
3: Um I was th- early. I was let's see. I originally got I just sublet a room because my boyfriend and I had broken up mm-hmm. and uh it was it was uh, on West 152nd. Yeah. Um and what it was a ab- this? this is 2003. Okay. Yeah, so I'm an early uh, adopter of whites in Harlem. Yeah, this is pretty... <laughs> Like Soha
1: before they started like yes. before they started turning South South Harlem yeah. quote unquote into Soha and it's like no yes. that's
0: not what we called it. where like right. every
3: black
1: <laughs> show like dramedy in New York is set now is yes. it set around like one eighteenth.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not that far up. It's it's uh, it's it's pretty close to ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I had a I had a little room there, and then, um, you know, I I am, you know, part of a gentrification, which I apologize for, but um,
1: you
0: and Doogie uh, he
3: Howser, I know, it was like Neil Patrick Harris, and then Lauren <laughs> Martin. Okay, that was the journey,
0: and then everyone thought they could come up town. We
3: bought right next door to each other, uh, Neil and I, <laughs> same same income. Uh, you, you, do you know Tom Cotter or Carrie Louise? They're comedians out of New York. They no. had they okay so this is probably more backstory than you want but during the Bloomberg Bloomberg administration they started building housing in Harlem like from say 115s on up to 150s mm-hmm. and uh, uh, if you qualified financially you could you know apply to to uh, buy an apartment there so mm-hmm. I at that time had a job at tough crowd and despite that it was Comedy Central paying me I made enough <laughs> to qualify for <laughs>
1: very surprised
3: alone, so I yeah I bought it in two thousand four.
1: Wow, yeah, yeah, you were up there. Yeah. Is that back
3: when Comedy mm-hmm. Central
1: actually paid people, or no, is no, it I just that, that you could ever... live on what the salary was? You
3: could live on what the salary was. It wasn't like a great money. It wasn't guild. There was no health insurance or anything like that. It wasn't. A, it was not like that. Like The Daily Show became unionized. Uh, I'm not sure when they did, but it was a little bit later. Um, I think all Comedy Central shows now are guild, but before it, it was, you know, kind of you were an independent contractor.
0: Right, mm. right. What a fun time mm. to be alive. Um, <laughs> that we've yeah. all started this. but now. But back when you was uptown, I bet people was calling you white lady. Like you know what I mean? Like when you would walk the streets uptown, it would be like, look at that white that girl did, walking.
3: You know what I mean? That did happen once. There used to be, and I feel, and, and I feel bad because. um, you know, I think the block that they built my building on was sort of like falling apart, but there was another block across the street that also has a building on it now, but before it was called, it was something entertainment. Okay. And it was like, it was just like a nightclub. And I, and I, did walk by once and a guy yelled, there's a white woman, but it was more like, I did not feel threatening. It yeah, was yeah, more yeah. like, what? Like a safari.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Like you're, yeah. going, you're driving
3: through and you're
1: like, oh, a zebra. Yeah.
3: <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I tell you what, the most fun day I had was, I was working at a, on a website called 23.6 in, in Soho. And the day, you know, when Barack Obama won and I had a car and the drive back up, uh, 8th Avenue to Harlem mm-hmm. was insane. People yeah. were screaming. The mood was electric. Yes. It was amazing. Yes. It was a forever in my brain memorable, you know, just drive up through Manhattan to 145th. It was incredible. Oh yeah. my god. By
1: the way, that's how you can tell someone's ethnicity is do they call it eighth? Do they call it seventh? Or is it... <laughs> yes,
3: yes, 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 Frederick Douglass. <laughs> <Fredriceness>. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. the easiest way
0: to... Out of like,
1: here. Yeah.
3: I, I call it ACP when I'm upper. <laughs> <towards> <laughs> okay, the there it is. There <laughs> it is.
0: There <laughs> we go.
1: Yes. Lori, <laughs> we've softened you up. What we're really <laughs> here to do <laughs> is a searing look at your relationship and therapy history. Mm-hmm. That's what we... We tell people this is lighthearted, but really, we're yes. we're digging in deep. <laughs> We're trying yes. to find we're trying to find the answers, and this boyfriend you broke up with <laughs> when you moved it in Harlem.
3: Oh, that guy! Right. <laughs>
1: he's, he's, what's his deal?
3: <laughs> what's he, his deal? Um, he's actually part of my premium blend set. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, much of which I wouldn't do now, <laughs> right. but at the time, he, I mean, he's uh he's from Ukraine, uh, but. Uh, At the time, people weren't like aware of, it was the Ukraine, whatever. So he would just say he's Russian to not have to talk to people about it. And so Mm -hmm. I called him Russian in my act. And I did a lot of, you know, jokes about, you know, the INS, just like stuff that, you know, now I'd be like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because (laughs) I've seen how horribly immigrants are treated. But at the time, it was just like a big joke, right? Um so yeah, he uh we were together for like two years and um then we split up that lasted as long as it did. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh I we we text every once in a while, but uh you know, we've gone our separate ways. I think he's a um like a prison guard. Oh, you know? interesting. And,
2: uh, oh God.
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well it's you know it's weird. It it, it really his way of thinking really introduced me to a different way of thinking and looking at things that are, it's much more transactional, you know? Um, He was part of that group of like Soviets. They weren't even Russians, like Soviet Jews that came over like in the late Mm seventies and they sort of created their own little world in Brooklyn. And um, they just sort of, you know, interacted with each other and, and created their own opportunities. And I, I'm from a dumb suburb in Northern California. So you know, I was like, oh my God. You were like a culture, Uh, you're foreign, this is exotic. Exotic, but also just like, um, I don't know, there was sort of like that, uh, no one thought, no one from, at least from that, what the people I met would ever dream of becoming a comedian. It's not practical. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't like, America's here for you to live your dreams. It was like, uh, you need to make money, and you need X, Y, and Z, and these things that these you know requirements have to be fulfilled. And um, I guess you know I was raised right, so by parents who were like, you could be the president, you know that that sort of you could do, you know mm-hmm. just you could dream big. And to to kind of be around a different mentality was really interesting to me. I guess yes. No. <laughs> Plus, it's
1: an excuse to go visit Brighton Beach.
3: Oh yeah. How did you meet? He was, uh, I'm I'm a swimmer and he was a swimmer and he was a lifeguard at the Vanderbilt Y. And the Vanderbilt Y used to be open 24 hours a day. So sometimes I would go swim after my sets, like at 11 or 12 midnight and just uh and he he's the lifeguard there okay so he had, that, he had the, the, vibes, the, shift. <laughs> the vibes at the vanderbilt
0: Y at
1: midnight
3: <laughs> can only imagine. amazing i was always almost always the only one in the pool you know there weren't a lot of midnight swimmers <laughs> yeah. uh so it was just him watching me swim so i guess that triggered yeah. something
0: and eventually you got to strike up a conversation
3: <laughs> <Yes. Right? laughs> like, it's like, yeah, only... yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> murdered yeah but you're
0: just like we're the only people here i guess it's like how are you? you <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
3: yeah. Do? Plus, also, uh, you know, coming to New York from Walnut Creek, where I'm from, was you know, it, again, it was like a huge shift mentally. You know, tra- public transportation and just not the suburbs. You know, and to to kind of hook up with somebody who'd also come to New York, but they also but they, but their journey was so different. Uh, mm. Was he toughened me up? Let me put it that way. Like uh-huh. he. He made it was like you are so vulnerable to attack on so many levels. So I'm going to teach you how to be tough. He almost like put a an emotional leather jacket on me so I couldn't be stabbed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, Lori.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, this brings up a thing that I always thought about. You is that how driven you are? You know, I re- I remember I forget, but like uh, a while ago. I mean, you probably still do this, but like you were flying back to New York constantly yes. to do sets on the weekend. Cause you were on a show of mine at UCB and oh. I remember you're, like, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm just here for two days. And I'm going back to, you know, write for Conan, you know, like,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Those years. Yeah. Right. I'm doing that this weekend. I'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. gonna, uh, <laughs> I'm doing a, another. Yeah. Um, and I'm uh, kind of
1: curious about, you know, your drivenness, Ugh, terrible word, but to do comedy, to, to do this craft, and how that fits in with these other aspects of your life because it seems like outside of motherhood, which I think probably, you know, does take up a large part of your life, you know, romance or like anything else seems to be like number three on the
0: was, at least. Well, I was gonna say at yeah. least my thing's kinda like, yeah, do you do you make time for dating? Is this something you even really want to do? I
3: tried and then um it just got every I don't know, there's something with me. The where it gets very dramatic and, you know, like a relationship where, you know, um, guys don't like someone who's out every night and, and I don't really bend on that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, I'm like, uh, I'm going to be working New Year's Eve if I can. And if I'm not, I will feel like a failure. So yeah, (laughs) I'm sure you'll want to be around me either way. (laughs) But, um, and and I was like, I'm so, you know, I want most of my energy to go to my kid. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be fighting with somebody oh, about my career. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I was just like, I can't I can't do this yeah. right now. So I stopped trying to even be in a relationship after 2014. It's been a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and my kid, here's the thing. Like, my kid is, he's a junior You're in a high teen. school now. You've got a teen now. Right. So I'm thinking... You know, maybe I can start dating again after he goes to college, because then I, you know, then I have room for drama and bad, <laughs> bad, you know, mistakes and bad, <laughs> bad picks and uh... yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, yeah. is this like?
1: I mean, was that the pattern before? Because in my mind, I'm like, oh, you can find someone. You know, if Naomi were, were you know, doing stand up like five nights a week or whatever, I wouldn't have a problem with it. There are people out there, right?
3: But- or- D- that- Does if Naomi has a kid and it's not your kid. Are you going to be home with the kid while she's out and doing standup? I mean, that's when it gets a little, and then I'm like, I who see. is this person I'm leaving with my son? I don't uh, know uh, about that. Oh yeah. And I just didn't want to deal with all that. And then, you know, my son's father was getting married and there there was ups and downs there. And I'm like, all right, someone has to be really boring and um. I'm already halfway there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so might as well go all the way and be a total dullard. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm interest. I'm kind of like, am I gonna like change my personality after, you know, after my son? I'm so used to living a certain way, but mm-hmm. it is like, it does get a little well, lonely a lot actually, yeah. and uh, but then I'm like, oh fuck, COVID or uh, what if I'm not on the same page and I'm dating somebody with you know like yeah. that's a whole other. I know. I know. So. It complicates all of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, it. it really does. We it actually
1: does. we have an advice question about that later, so we'll, Ooh,
0: okay. table.
3: Okay, it's we're gonna table that okay. discussion. We'll but table. Table. Now,
0: in terms of because I you know because you are a fucking like hit the road comic doing it all, did you take a long break when you became a mom? Meaning like when your son was like a baby? Do you know what I mean? Like was there any kind of time where you kind of did it? How did you? just, I'm just curious about the logistics of it. How did you um, get
3: it, make it all work? Uh, Well, yeah, I I didn't take a break. Mm -hmm. I mean, as soon as I could walk, you know, there's some tearing sometimes or whatever. Uh, I also broke my wrist the day before I gave birth. So I had a lot going on. It was tough. I was running again. This is really done. This is, here's the thing. Like when you get pregnant and party you know, is like, I'm not going to change anything. I'm going to be the same person. I'm going to work out. So I was running for a train uh, two days before my oh. due date and I, I tripped and I fell. And of course now I have a whole pregnant exactly. body pushing on my wrist. And yeah. so it broke and Fuck. I couldn't get any, uh, I, I couldn't have surgery for like six weeks cause I was breastfeeding and you can't have any, you know, any pain meds in your breast yeah. milk and stuff like that. So Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So, so what break. did they
0: give you, like, so, quick for the fact that you would even try to run for the train, because the center of gravity is all
3: off, right? Like,
0: at that late in the pregnancy, especially, right? Yeah, so and like, Naomi,
3: yeah. I was running for, uh, I was, it was, like, an express train. Like, I could have waited for the C, it would have added six minutes to my day. But I, I'm like, no, the A, the A. Right, so, right, right, right. You're like, I gotta get from 125th know, get to
1: that. 59th. <laughs> I just don't wanna stop.
0: I get
3: that. But oh my yeah. gosh. So then
0: they just kind of have to sort of put you in a cast, like, not a cast, a embrace until they can. Yeah. Until they can. Yeah, yeah.
3: So now you get your one yeah. hand in this baby. Your one arm in yeah. the baby. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, Thankfully, it was my left hand. I'm a lefty, so it okay. was okay. But. Yeah, it was it was a it was a weird start to motherhood, but I I went up on stage. I'm sure within two weeks because wow. I don't like being off stage because uh, I I'm I'm so afraid I'll love it
2: that I'll never it. come You'll back. Love the break,
3: <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Well, even last last night I didn't have a set and I decided to go swimming at night I, and I was like I fucking love swimming at night. It's so much better than the day. I love it. I love looking at the moon while I'm swimming and I. And I'm like, I would, if I wasn't a comic, I'd be doing this all the time. And, and I'm like, no, stop, abort, abort. <laughs> well, okay, well, two
0: things. One, to me, I hear the beginning of a Lifetime movie. A blonde woman swimming at night. I can't believe you'd do such a thing. Lori, I said, don't do it. I said, you're out there. But the second, how did you handle lockdown? Because I definitely had a crisis during COVID lockdown where it was like months of not performing. And, and I did feel the sense of, okay, I may never do stand-up again if this is what this right this virus is anyway right let alone the lockdown of it all that i was like and then that was that was anxiety inducing then i did obviously get up and do stand up again but i find it very easy to not do it now right because i had that time off thinking oh well i'm gonna lose it and then i realized i didn't lose it by taking the time off well
3: now honey i'm just resting (laughs) now i'm resting what's the right i mean if you don't lose it then you could take more time off right (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's, I I did a ton of zoom shows and I did a lot of outdoor shows. It Mm -hmm. definitely wasn't as much, but, um, you know, uh, my mom ended up getting COVID and dying of it, but she was with like up until mid May from March to May, it was my mother, my son and I, Mm -hmm. uh, in the house. And then my son's father in the garage. (laughs) Okay. And I didn't
0: see Lori's face, but it was perfect. And it spoke volumes.
3: So, yeah. So we were, we were all together for a bit. And uh, my, my mom several times, uh, you know, she, I mean, she treated me like I was 14 since she moved back in. Right. All mm. constantly. So, you know, knock, 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 open the door with like socks that are cleaned, but I'm in the middle of a show. I'm like, Hey mom, <laughs> I'm performing. And she's like, I'm just putting these down. Um, <laughs> How could you and then, after she died, I'm like, "I can't believe I ever complained about someone who did my laundry for me and folded my socks and brought them to my sock drawer right, right. I mean I shouldn't like I should be shot in the mouth for even <laughs> ever yelling at her uh yeah, so it was it was a lot it was it was uh you know as I'm sure it was free it was it was hard um then after my mom went to the hospital, we got a dog and uh and that really helped my son you know. It helped carry my son quite a bit because he wanted a dog for a really, really, really long time. And so uh, I don't know how we would have got through the the second part of you know mm-hmm. everything that happened without that dog. Right, right.
2: <laughs> but
1: what is like, if you don't do stand up for a while, like what is the internal reckoning yeah, that's going on? How does going it manifest? On? No, no. With, I'm, okay. I'm asking, what is the internal reckoning that's going on in you where you're like, I better, like, is it something is doing stand-up something that staves off having to, like, deal with the void? Like, if <laughs> I, like, yeah, 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 Laura's nodding. Yeah, I think that's, like, certain things, for like, certain creative projects for me is, like, as long as I'm writing this script, I don't have to look inside and deal with whatever that is.
3: Right. I mean, here's the thing. I, I, I do feel like that sometimes with comics, like, we just get used to being out every night and when we're home, we feel like losers or something like that. But also, you know, once you get good at comedy, it's fun to be good at something. Mm-hmm. And it's fun to do it well and continue that. I mean, especially, you know, when you, as you get older as a human, you start losing some of your athletic abilities or you're, you know, you can't get, you're not as fast in certain things or whatever. But if you can still do stand up, it's like, all right, my brain is holding on. And that's yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so it feels good. You know, I, I, I enjoy it. And I always love the feeling of, having new material in play like mm-hmm. oh this is either it's gonna work or it's already working and it's gonna be something that is that is, that's fun for me and i don't have that going on emotionally i you know i get i get depressed mm-hmm. i i i do think like whether whatever your uh, art is you know there's it's not just uh you're not just like ignoring the rest of your life it's you enjoy being good at making stuff you know you're one of those types of people and so it's not bad to keep wanting to do that i think yeah yeah
1: yeah were you a competitive swimmer yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah does did it take over did the the kind of feeling the the competitive feeling that you had as a swimmer just get transferred over to stand up
3: yeah i mean uh, because our, our like our we practiced all the time so you know we had we had Workouts on Christmas Eve and uh, oh, and Lord. I know it was I... just like, but to me I'm like, yeah, of course you do. Yeah, so the, the the Russians are working out, and those are my. You know, I mean, not that I was, I wasn't even at that level, but it was like the communists work out on Christmas Day. We're <laughs> really giving you that off, right?
1: <laughs>
3: but I mean, that's just how I kind of was like, oh, if you love something, you have to do it six or seven days a week uh, until you're great. Now yeah. here's the thing, like. You know, with a sport, you have an end date, but with standup, it's like, sometimes I, like, you know, did you, you, I'm sure you watched the Joan Rivers documentary a long yeah, time yep. ago where she was like looking at her calendar. She didn't have a stuff booked and she was worried about it. And I'm like, can I have a day where I don't worry about my calendar? If Joan Rivers can't have that date, she probably died having that worry. I know. Uh, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I don't want that. Well, that's my thing too.
0: Cause I was like, no. Honey, if I don't earn a goddamn rest at 75, I didn't do it right. I didn't do it right. Like, that, it's interesting because I do – well, this is where, too, because it's like it, – and it was that you're questioning Andy, about being a competitive swimmer. Like, you kind of had, from an early age, that sense of not just competition, but that self-improvement, right? Like, I feel like people who are athletes, people who are dancers, this kind of thing where you're taught to push yourself – kind of no matter what.
3: Yeah. You're like, you're, are you in, or are you out? If you're in, you have to be all in. That's right. kind of how.
0: Yeah. Right. Whereas like, I don't have a competitive bone in my body. I really don't like being assessed in any way. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, what? I just, like, but I just like doing. Uh,
3: thing. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I'll do it where yeah.
0: I'm like, or it's like, I have this, it's in, well, cause I think a lot, a lot of times I'm at odds. Like, you know, kind of the, the things I want for myself versus my ability to kind of go all in. Because yeah. going all in feels too vulnerable and you will inevitably be met with a setback. So that's just life. That if yeah. I want it too bad, I'm not going to be able to take the setback, mm. you know? So then I'm like, I yeah. don't want it too much. Especially, I think, also, too, in a, in a business where, unfortunately, too, you are constantly waiting to be chosen. Oh, I hate it. That's the I difference. I hate it. Like, right? Like, yes. you're like okay, I'm going to do this yeah. thing and I'm doing it and there's the value in doing it. And maybe at best college, high school, college, yes, maybe you might not be picked for a team, per se. But you can consider, right. continue to do the thing. Whereas, like, when it comes to actually making a living
3: out of all this creative stuff, someone has to pick you to give their money to. Yeah, they have to believe in you. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, And by the way, the industry makes terrible choices all the time. Right. There's people, yeah. I am swear to God, I I just... um. I want to go back in time and because like managers were hovering around San Francisco when I started and these people, they sign these people and I'm like, and where are they now? They're not in the business. You didn't sign me and I'm still fucking here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Hustling not. But I mean, they, uh, they, you know, if you start saying that to people, they'll be like, what? <laughs> but <laughs> I think it, I think it, yes, I see must. these managers I've yeah. known since I was 20 and I go, yeah, yeah. Half your clientele are real estate agents now, (laughs) and I'm still in the business. You didn't pick me. You cost us both money. (laughs) That's
1: like high fidelity, but instead of going back to ex-girlfriends, you go back to- uh, representatives oh. that could have been.
3: Oh my god, that's a great idea! Wow, what a what a what a fun little podcast that would be! Right, Just to...
0: I'm sitting down with the head Just... of CAA to say, why not me? <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah, geez. so wait, pre, pre, I don't know if I'm where I want to draw the line. I maybe pre having a child mm-hmm. did, was the same kind of spirit. I don't necessarily mean competitive, but just like all in ishness in your relationships as well. Or was it only in swimming stand up slash stand? Yeah,
3: it was all it was never with. Her, I, I never trusted a guy enough to put the relationship oh, okay. first. I'm I like, why? Why would I do that? You're going to it's going to fall apart and then I'm going to have a half-assed comedy career to fall back on. No, thank you. So, uh-huh. yeah, I mean, I understand why I can't have a relationship. I haven't been able to sustain <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I never wanted to put my eggs in that basket. So I was smart. like, if I That's put so it on my basket, at least if I drop it, it's my own fault or whatever, you know, but yeah. if someone were to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, was there,
1: sorry, was there a relationship where that, taught you this or like, it it seemed like that there's a guardedness there where you're like, no, I'm going to protect this. I'm going to protect me and my career first.
3: I think it was, I think it's been a guardedness my whole life. And I, am sure it has a lot to do with like teenage stuff where my dad, uh, worked overseas for like five years (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so he was just gone. And mm-hmm. then my swim coach who stepped in as a father figure turned out to be a pedophile. So what? there's a lot of stuff. Oh. Yeah. He's in prison. Oh, he's okay. in prison. Christ. Yeah. 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 So there's a lot going on in those five years that when I came out of it, I was like, uh, I guess I was just decided to draw a very tight circle around myself and not let anyone in. And oh, now my. the, I did when I had a son. That's who got in. Yes, yeah.
0: I know. For you to have a son, you know what I mean. Lord, I know, like, oh I know. my god! How did you grab?
3: How did you grapple <laughs> with it? You saw the sonogram and you said, "Oh Lord." <laughs> I don't know. I had such a, a a always um, troubled relationship with my mom, up and down, and she dro- that I was like, "Oh thank God," because I felt. I felt like I deserved to have a daughter because of <laughs> like, the like fights karmic, that we would get. Yes. retribution? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, a little relieved, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Did you ever, like, have you been in therapy ever to talk
3: about any yeah. of this stuff? I have. Yeah, I have. I was in therapy for quite a while um, with somebody out here, and uh, it was good. And then it kind of got boring. <laughs> and then, I get it. Yes. I was like, I think I got this part of me. Like I didn't, there was no room on my life for anything besides my son stand up and living with my mom. Like there was, Mm -hmm. there was no, I, I just had to keep work had to keep making that work all the time. And that was that. So I didn't have a ton of options on, you know, what what things I could change. I really, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to quit a job and I'm not going to not be a mom. And Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, I'm just in this situation, but, um, you know, I could probably use a tune-up. <laughs> <laughs> is being a
0: parent something you envisioned always? I know there are people like that, right? Where it was like, it went without saying that I would be a parent. And then there are other people that were like, I wasn't sure. And now there's nothing I love more than the world, you know?
3: <laughs> uh, I did not envision it at all. I wasn't going to have kids. And the reason I even got pregnant is that when this is, I got pregnant in 2006, So, uh, or yeah. And, and that, that, uh, that winter, um, excuse me, that, that spring or whatever, there had been this book released by this woman named Sylvia, Sylvia Hewlett. And she basically was like, if you haven't got pregnant by your time, you're 35, it's not happening. So I was like, phew. And then I just stopped being astringent with the birth control. And then I got pregnant. Oh. And so I had my, uh, my son when I was 41. Okay. And, uh, that was a huge sh- shock and surprise. And then I have a joke about this in my act, but also partying was, I was like, well, I'm probably going to lose it. So I didn't really get too attached to being mm-hmm. pregnant. And, mm-hmm. and I worked out really hard. I'm like, if you if like to the fetus, I was like, if you want this, Uh, you better hang on because I am, I will be doing comedy. I will be doing my life. You are an attachment. I am not hovering around you. Okay. Mm. You are adding on to my life. This is your choice to be born. It's not mine. And, um, uh, you know, after around the six months, it was like, okay, it's really happening. It's sticking. And, um, you know, uh, that was that, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay. I hope this okay, only because I feel like you are an honest person, I hope this is not a bad mm-hmm. question. Was there why didn't you say perhaps I'll terminate the pregnancy if it's not something you necessarily wanted?
3: As opposed oh, to kind of rolling was... the dice and going just <laughs> exercising really hard. You know, here's yeah, I know. The poor man's abortion, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, I I I was I had just been um I was on, I had done a, I worked on a couple TV shows. They, you know, the last one had ended and I was, I was just like 40 going, what am I doing with my life? And already comedy hadn't turned out the way I wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And, you know, already there was like a new younger, you know, versions of me that other, you know, people are, Oh, okay. We'll go over here. It's like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you guys just skip me. Okay, fine. Um, and then, so when I got pregnant, I was like, huh. All right, let's just—I don't know—and at the t- this is right after Britney Spears and Anna Nicole Smith had had babies, and I was like, if 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 they can do it, I can do it. <laughs> now I think we all know what happened to Anna Nicole Smith; she overdosed, uh-huh. and Britney is currently dancing with nine. Right. So. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wish I had seen that story play out, but I—I uh, I, I did. I did have a dumb optimism of, well, let's just see what happens. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's not going to stick, you know, <laughs> and let's just see. And then, you know, as, as the, I, I kind of warmed to the ideas as we went further into the pregnancy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and then when he was born, I was like, all right, right. right. E- yeah. Everything's ruined. All,
2: <laughs> in- <laughs>
3: all in- my, Everything's ruined. <laughs> it's all destroyed now because now my whole life revolves around this guy and it's weird. I have been thinking of like the pressure of having to even just prepare meals for somebody else all the time is a lot. And, um, and the thing of like, or now I have to make sure I leave him money. So I have to get enough. So it's not just enough. I got to take care of me till I'm 90. I got to make sure I leave him something. I have to pay for his car. Like all the things you Mm -hmm. have to like set up, you don't have to, you know, but you want to for your kid. I want, I I don't want it to be hella hard for you. I don't Mm -hmm. want you to be homeless ever. You know, I want you to have a base, a baseline and the smarts to keep it, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's that, that just never goes away. And it's, it's such a, I can't imagine my brain from 17 years ago is there's no way I thought like this. I never thought of the future whatsoever. I was just like, I'm going to be a famous comedian one day. And I just, that kind of delusion. And then, then uh, an infant is just, you're just being pummeled with reality every minute of the day, you know? And it was really, it definitely changed my way of thinking quite a bit.
0: Now, kind of a pivot, but just again, just, you know, I'm so curious because, um, you know, I'm childless, will stay Mm -hmm. childless. I do have friends with kids, but I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's not as interesting for some reason. (laughs) I'm very interested for instance, specifically about teen, like, what's it like having a teenage boy in the year of our Lord, 2023? <laughs> like what's going on? Like a teen boy is like teenagers period, like scare me. Right. And if, of course, and everyone says like in the age of social media and kids have all these different things we didn't have, but it's like, what's the thing do you work? What's the thing that you kind of work on instilling in your kid the most?
3: It's it's tough. Like he's not, he's, he's not super into Instagram and okay. stuff like that. Okay, He, uh, I, I uh, my feeling was I was kind of hands off in a way. Like the only thing I made him do for a while was swim. Bec- I mean, what, first of all, I thought he could be a good swimmer, but also he had a little bit of scoliosis. And so the swimming, it even at the back muscles and it, it fixed it. Okay? Oh, really? So that was, yeah, that was the only thing where I'm like, you have to do this. Um, and, and it did make him hate swimming, <laughs> but he has a straight, <laughs> his spine is straight. So I feel like, <laughs> all right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of didn't have ex. I think cause I had a son too. I think if I had a daughter, I would have been more like, uh, all right, we're going to redo my childhood mm, <laughs> and you're going to no. live her. Right. Yep. yep but yep. with the boy, a boy, I was like, who, what are boys? I You tell me that was my, <laughs> you tell me who you are. Cause I don't know whatsoever. I don't have brothers or anything. And, um, so, uh, You know, he he gravitated to art very early on. And so that's always been an obsession. He's very obsessed with art and he he has a webtoon. And so he's very disciplined with that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. He is not a great student. And I I was like, all right, well, I also think these are things you're born with or not, you know? Mm -hmm. And having seen other kids, like, they just love homework or they love doing it, they get easy A's. I'm like, this isn't my kid. And so I can either you know, come home from Conan every night and just sit there with his homework that I may not even understand. <laughs> and and it can be like this ugly sort of interaction where he feels like he's not good enough. And I'm like, why can't you get an A and, or I could just be like, eh, you know, <laughs> he's, he's getting C's and B's. Okay. Yeah. And he's, he, Uh, creatively, he's very bright. Mm -hmm. He's very creative that way. Mm -hmm. And not everyone's an a student. And if he goes to community college and then transfers over, that's okay, too. I don't have to be sending someone off to Harvard. Yeah. Um, and I, I just wanted to be i wanted us to have happy times together mostly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> and i i felt like i was just micromanaging and i feel like my mom really mic- i hated I, I i always felt like her fingers were in my back trying mm-hmm. to move me ah. that um you know he 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 would in the absence of me managing, he would come up with something and he did. He has, you know, he, he does better in school now because you know, we did work with a tutor for a long time who kind of gave him study. It wasn't me, Mm -hmm. somebody else, uh, a guy and gave him study habits he needed. And he, and he knows that he, you know, like he learned the right lessons. And Mm -hmm. while he's not an easy a student, what's like, he was like, mom, I'm getting some A's. All right. But one of them's on water polo. So
0: They're grading water polo now? I think that's yeah. too harsh. You just
3: be poloing. I... Well, all you have to do is go to all the workouts. Oh. Okay. You yeah, yeah.
1: That's nothing. That's a participation so, trophy grade.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But he's pretty good. Like he might he might get a you know, a, an athletic scholarship. Yeah. we you know, he he could do that. So wait, wait a minute. He you know, said he didn't like the swimming, but he's still in the water. So he really did something. He, I did. So, <laughs> this is what I'm actually happy about because I never played a team sport and it's to me that's like improv, you know, where you have to work with other people and I I was a swimmer, we used to look at the bottom of the pool and you're you're racing yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you're racing yeah. other people but you're racing your old times and <laughs> and it's very like internal, much like stand up, you know. And I was uh while he didn't like the monotony of lap swimming, which I liked a lot. He uh, he played water polo and he really liked uh, being on a team. And uh, so I was like, ah, this is better. Like I somehow I a loner raised (laughs) someone who does teamwork. And I don't know. I just kind of backed off. And that's what happened, you know, Mm -hmm. naturally. And I'm I'm, so I'm happy about that. You know, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm also going to say this in terms of the grade thing kind of a nepo baby right you can get him an internship at team coco or something <laughs> like that i'm sure yeah
3: he he definitely can intern on the show that doesn't air anymore um, <laughs> it's a yeah, podcast network sure. now it's all podcast invented podcast three story.
1: questions with andy richter you got oh, conan right. you've that's got right. conan's wife's show you've got yes
3: <laughs> significant others i significant love that others. one yeah no it's true i mean yeah uh, that's, that's possible. I mean, and I will use whatever Nepo abilities I have to help him. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's very, he's much more interested in drawing though. And okay. uh, creating anime and animation and stuff. So. Oh,
1: that's fun. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Hey, why don't we take a quick break? Because we have... Questions I, and one of the I, we have to get to this one because yeah. okay. almost no other guests I know that I think we can talk about. We'll get it. We'll get it.
3: Absolutely. So, yes. Let's take a quick break. Let's do it. OK. Be back after this. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times
0: Yeah, and we're, we're back. back with Lori Kilmock. <laughs> <head in. laughs> that was quick. <laughs> um, Lori, oh, well, this is your spiel. I almost took over your spiel. I don't care.
1: Naomi, uh, we're an well, egalitarian Lori,
0: we, couple. We get questions from Instagram, Twitter. We get... Co- Emails at CouplesTherapyPod at gmail.com. We also get voicemails, have People call in. And I prefer a voicemail because you can really hear where someone's at emotionally. You know what I mean? You can oh, hear yeah. the weariness. You can hear the <laughs> breakdown.
1: Yeah. And if you want to call in, that number is 323-524-7839. Three-minute limit. Three-minute limit. Three-minute limit. Three-minute limit. <laughs> <laughs> Write out some notes. You,
3: you know people want to keep going. Oh, they do. know joke. Thank There's,
1: you. But sometimes what will happen is we get uh, a second or a third iteration as they
3: figure it out. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no,
1: that's great. I love it, because then we go okay. right to the third one. And then it's okay. and we
0: go, okay, you've tightened it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've tightened it up. You've got your log line. Yeah. This we can work sure. with. Yeah.
1: <laughs> In fact, that's Naomi. Naomi has a... a she famously has made style guides for other people's advice podcasts. Never <laughs> one for ours, but she does suggest log line up, up at a top. I say top. log line. pronouns
0: <laughs> log line. Let us know how oh. to refer to you as well as what the issue is. That way, if you do get wordy and get cut off, we at least know what we're
1: doing. Oh, sure. Yeah. So this, this sure. question, 90 seconds. Love okay, it. Okay, gorgeous. Lori, and, and you, this is the thing. So it's about dating during covid And uh, most of our guests, we have no idea what they actually believe. We know (laughs) you and I are on the same page. Yeah, you're on the same
0: page vis-a-vis COVID. Have answered so many of my random DMs. (laughs) I literally look look at you, and like literally, you have to understand. Like Andy and I, amongst ourselves, where he will say to me repeatedly, "He goes, look at Lori, look at Lori." He goes, he goes, she's out there, she's doing shows, she's not gotten COVID. Like she's like, he's like, it can be done, it can be done. Don't let your fear rule you. So you have to
1: understand that, like, it's you, Dave Anthony, and Gareth that are, I'm yeah. like, look, look, All none of them are sick. And they're
3: out did there. Did you, <laughs> there's a screenshot of Beyonce's new movie where she's near a HEPA filter. Did you uh-huh. see that? Yes, I did. Backstage. Yeah. And I saw it with yeah, the mask yeah. on and it's like, yes. I just wish
0: these people talked openly about this stuff. I, I wish know. these people would have said, even just to say, would love for you to mask so I can finish the tour. Even if yes. you don't require it, just discuss and normalize the fact that this is a risk that we are
1: taking in the world. Right. Imagine right, right. if somebody at her level has said, you know... Paul Simon will never write a song again. He has uh, lost his hearing right. from long COVID.
0: Yeah. And yeah. Ah, Anyway, but I know. it's something that, you know, And but it's funny because it, obviously, and of course we talk about it a lot in the podcast. If you're a listener, you know where we <laughs> stand but not a lot of guests we can't be well, sure we don't people, know we don't I'm saying you can't be sure where people stand and i don't know certainly like. based on what i see on socials you're right they're right. out there wild you know what i'm saying so I know. this is something anyway okay go for it okay, here we go
5: hey andy and naomi and guest um my name is grace and i um i'm still being really COVID conscious For a number of reasons, I live alone. I own my own house and I have to do my own work on it. I've been single for the past couple of years, and honestly, the single part is getting really hard. Like weekends are so boring and evenings are so boring. I have a lot of projects. I have a lot of interests. I have my own podcast. I read books. I I have projects. I do things. But like, how do you date being COVID conscious? I'm in upstate New York. I'm on the Amtrak line. I would love to be able to go to the city regularly. There are so many cool events. There's, It's not how do I date? I know where to find people. It's like, how am I ever going to find anybody again while I'm being COVID safe and now flu safe and RSV safe and all of this? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, just what do I do? I go on dating apps and people are like, yeah, I've been to concerts lately. And yeah, everybody has different risk factors, blah, 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 blah. But, like, I just want to find someone who is not an idiot and who is being relatively COVID safe and masking in public and has been boosted and, I don't know, is also maybe cute and funny <laughs> is not yeah. too much to ask for. And, yeah, what do you think? Bye. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> this is real. Tall order. This is
0: real. And I know other friends who have also talked about this same thing, you know. Just personally, Lori, what, what are your thoughts? And you were talking about this obviously in the beginning, when you're like, "Yeah, have did, you
1: have you tried dating at all, or have you gone on a single date in the last three years?" Nope. Nope. Shakes her nope. head emphatically.
3: <laughs> nope. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, are I wish there's there should be an app for people that are careful, you know? Yeah. That are avoid actively avoiding COVID and know how bad it could be if they get it, you
0: know? Yeah. Well, there is, I saw something, um, Erin Whitehead, who's a very funny comedian and artist. She posted something, but it was specific to Portland, Oregon. And they were trying to do this very thing, which is somebody starting a site just for people. And I think it would be, it would have to be something like that. It would have to be localized. Yeah. Um, and it would, but starting this and being like, you could submit your account and kind of say what your level of cautiousness is. And then, you know, kind of mix and match with people There Also, I have found, because one of my really COVID-conscious friends in New York, and this is something for you saying on Amtrak, there are events that are specifically for COVID-conscious people where it's like, there's like an art night where you come into a space that's got, you know, the filters, masking is required. And especially because you're saying, caller, you know, you do projects and you're creative. I'll see, I, I wish I could open the Instagram right now and find it, but I'll post it somewhere or DM me. and. People can come with their art projects, whatever they're working on in various media. They can use the space because they have like sort of like big machinery that maybe you wouldn't have access to. And everybody's there. Everybody's masked. You're sitting at tables, you're chit-chatting. And especially now in 2023, there, when you say, okay, should they be smart and funny too? To me, there is, when I'm engaging, when I'm talking to somebody who understands and shares at the very, my sense of the risk of COVID, there is a lightness I feel unlike any other human interaction. I'm telling you, when I'm talking to other people who get it and I don't have mm-hmm. to justify my carefulness, I don't have to justify wanting to live mm-hmm. in a dangerous world. Yeah. You already my halfway best friend. <laughs> like just because of that. <laughs> like I go, oh, you kind of share a baseline. Yes. That, mm-hmm. that tends to mean other things too. It tends to mean, there's a sense of community care, which I think then is also indicative of a certain progressiveness, which is also indicative of a certain empathy, which is also, there are things that kind of, you know, you start with. That's a great
3: way to put it, yeah. When you show Mm
0: -hmm. COVID caution and COVID care, that is usually just such a good baseline. And so there are more events. You do have to look them up. But there are ways you can at the very least go and find some people and then maybe you hanging out and then you go outside and you take your masks off and you make sure they're cute.
1: And then you can like go on a date. Do you know what I mean? Well, I've always thought, yeah. I mean, this is a thing uh, that uh, does not make sense for most people. But uh, if we, uh, in my mind, I'm like, well, when we win an Emmy for... <laughs> uh, and I assume everything's going to be the same. So I'm going to want to wear a mask to the ceremony. I'll get a cutout of my face made. <laughs> that I'll hold up as I give my speech.
3: <laughs> Terri- terrifying, so. <laughs> terrifying.
1: <laughs> so you could always carry around a cut out of your face that you That's hold true. up. That's true, so people know you, that you're
0: yeah. cute and then they know if they want to date you. Yeah.
1: Laura, yeah. have you thought about... You know, you said you're like, oh, well, maybe now that my son's older, I can start dating. Have you given it any thought about like what, how you might actually go about this in a world where breathing in the same air as someone else inside uh, can give you a lifelong chronic illness or kill you?
3: Yeah. Well, when you put it that way, I'm happy (laughs) to be single. Uh, (laughs) No, I've just been just been trotting it around in my head a little bit but mm-hmm. i haven't really thought about how that's gonna work you know i mean even when my son's father come over I, I want him to take a covid test and that's seen as like you know being um like i'm i you know stigmatizing yeah <laughs> like i i just don't want you in my house unless i know you're it's i'm probably i'm just protecting myself yeah, you right,
1: know right right
3: well, I've, I have a question,
0: you know, cause it's something I've been dealing with and I don't know if it necessarily manifests for you, but again, as someone who's on the road a lot performing all over the country, but also is very COVID careful. Something I'm dealing with is I am very resentful for it. I'm resentful of the people who choose yeah. to gather indoors unmasked. However, I need those very people to do my job. Exactly. But it's also like, they're the last people I want to talk to. That makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? I and, How do you, how do you deal with that? Because you are out, you are out there. And as you said, your mother died from COVID. So it's very personal. You're not, you know, sometimes I feel like because I'm just a person, I I have bad asthma and would like to not take, not take the risk. Not take the risk. And also my other thing is like, I'm not dying on preventable shit. To me, a mask is like, um, I'm trying to work. It's not really a bit. No one wants to hear about COVID from me, but it's like a mask is like a seatbelt. It's a piece of cloth I put exactly. across my body to make it a little bit easier to move through the world.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I want to just drive my uh, Dodge Durango at eighty miles an hour down <laughs> yeah.
0: Hollywood Boulevard. Exactly. <laughs> but h- how do you do it? How do you, you know, because you are taking the precautions.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm taking as many as I can. Obviously, when I perform, I'm not masked, right. so that's so. I, what I do is I have a HEPA filter right in front of me. It's blowing clean air right, like it'll blow my hair back it's giving
0: diva when you're on stage exactly yeah
3: yeah after two like and two hour long shows my throat hurts mm-hmm. and i'm like do i have covid or was i just you know, breathing <laughs> right. <laughs> right but um i feel like a lot of, a lot of my friends comedy friends people were friends with they have mentally checked out and i understand that and they also don't know like you have to be seeking out Information on long COVID to find anything out about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Biden isn't telling us about it. The Attorney General isn't is doing anything. Like you have to go, you have to search the hashtag and find people describing their lives to ha- to go to reinforce in your head. I don't want this. Yeah. I don't want this for me. I don't want this for my son. Uh, and so people aren't doing that. And I I I understand not doing it. You know, there's plenty. Before, when I was in my thirties, I didn't even have health insurance. I was like, "Ugh, right. whatever." I'm I'm fine. I was an athlete. I'm right, you're fine. like I'm swimming every night. Yeah, I'm strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my midnight of- Yeah, so I I remember what it's like to just be like, I don't want to care about that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm a co- I'm too much to care, and there are so many things going wrong that people's brains are like, I. I can take on climate change or democracy. I can't do seven of these things. Right? Uh-huh. right. So they're done and they get their, you know, maybe they're boosted or whatever. Maybe they, their COVID was mild. They didn't get long COVID. And I, I, I don't know the equations they're making in yep. their head, but they are. Yep. So I, I, I don't, you know, I guess I would be angry if someone deliberately came to a show with COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. Just mm-hmm. like, almost like to fuck with me, yeah. that, that would make me angry, but everyone else, I'm just like, I, you know, you either don't know. And that's to me, not your fault. To me, that's the, our government, it's governments across the world that are not, that are just like, it's too hard. You know, we're, yeah. uh, we're going to get yelled at we don't <laughs> want to get yelled at. So we'll just privately do our own things that no one sees, Yeah, you know, yeah. He, he, you are tested before you meet with Joe Biden. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. you don't meet him untested.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Did you see the pictures yeah. when he visited some like high school or something? They pulled yes. out all the windows and put in giant. What do Peppers, you call them? Right. Yeah. To to uh, protect him, so like make the yeah. ventilation. And like obviously, if you search like hashtag Davos safe, you see I was all just the gonna protections. Say. It's all about Davos. Yes. All the protections that billionaires take because they know it's fucked up and they don't want to get it. And right. but they're all very quiet about it.
0: Yeah. That's my frustration. Why can't they be open about it? Why can't why can't the camera widen out to show what the space looks like when the president comes in? You wanna know why? Because if we all saw it, people would get mad and say, Well, why yeah. don't you do that when my kid's in school with this teacher? Right. Because <laughs> Yeah. You're like, oh, so the president had right. to be clean, but you said let my kid just cough his way to graduation.
3: Exactly. An 80-year-old who's going to be dead on five years anyway, we're taking <laughs> care of him, but we're not taking care of this classroom of six-year-olds. Right. Oh, no, we're not, actually, because we let people come in and shoot them. So, yeah. no, it's it's just like uh, it opens up everything that's wrong with America. Right. And uh, I think people are just – they can't we're, – we're getting numb you know, we're numb because there's so mu- there's so much happening, and it's about to get so much worse with climate change. You know. Yeah,
1: right. I think there's a it's like a there's a class division in that if you are very wealthy, you have the means to take care of yourself, and you're like, I don't want to do the work. I this is something I noticed when it, moving out to Los Angeles, where I I've seen when it comes to like representatives, if it's easy for them to do, they'll do it. In most cases, yeah. but if it requires work, they're just like, oh, they didn't want you. Like they'll, they'll <laughs> come up with like like uh, if if there's any kind of like in my mind, everything was like Broadway, Danny Rose, right? You got this like manager, like sweaty <gasps> oh, manager, right. who's like going out and like really <laughs> pounding, pounding the, the pavement, pavement yeah. like really doing it for you. And then right. you know we move out here and just like uh, uh, I don't know, I'm not. You want me to make a phone call? Uh, all right, yeah. I guess <laughs> I'll try it. But like, I think that is a particularly A class thing where maybe it's a human thing where it's just like, I don't want to do the fucking work. Oh, wait, we're going to have to like completely change society. No, but they'll do it to protect themselves. But if it requires anything more than that, it's just like, "Eh, I don't know.
3: <laughs> no it's, just... it's unbelievable. My 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 son luckily, you know, before covid they had hospital grade filter. It's a public school, you know, but they had MERV uh, filters, right? So mm. it, people still got covid at the school, but it wasn't crazy. So that's but it's like all right, let's just I, I feel like if we just focused on ventilation, yep. it would change the direction of how this is going. Absolutely. And and it's no one would know it. You just Exactly. I mean, you whoever's paying for it would know it, but it should be the federal government paying for it and we're going to upgrade all of this stuff. Yep. You can have a tax rebate or whatever whatever, yeah. but that would change so much. Well, and that's my I'm like, well how do we do that, right? In a world where people are
0: so upset by a mask, you could yeah. clean the air and be raw faced all you want. So then why don't we do that? Like I had they a friend it. Yeah. I, I had a friend who was posting but she's like it's so frustrating that we're being held hostage by germs when we could have clean air. And that's the thing. I'm like, okay, if you're mad, if you're mad about masks, are you mad about a HEPA filter? Are you mad about the air being clean? Cause I think we've taken for granted that our air is clean. Yeah. Because we're in the first world. <laughs> and so we just assumed right. it was all fine. But I'm like, right, why right. don't you just like, add, like I saw something. It was like, I said, I was, I'm about to move to Tokyo. Cause they have a comedy club, English speaking comics. That's like, they have changed the ventilator. Like they built the club with proper ventilation because the wow. people who own the club, care about that. Yeah. And it's now become this issue where you can only hope that you're in places where people care. Or like when I think about right. writing jobs, I'm like, I guess I'm just gonna have to hope whoever I work for like lost someone to COVID and is upset or is suffering from long COVID and trying not to get it. Like that's the best you can hope for is somebody
3: who's been personally affected. That's what I that's the next thing I'm worried about now that we're back. The strike right. it's like, all right, so if I go to a uh, a meeting you know, I'm not, am I going to bring my HEPA filter and plug it in and, uh, and wear a mask while I'm, t- or are they going to think I'm insane or do, you know, do yeah. I just, uh, I just put a ton of nasal spray in my nose, do my <laughs> mouthwash and just fucking pray. And they don't think I'm crazy. Then I get hired. Then I bring my filter into my office and maybe <laughs> wear a mask. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yes. I no, like, I've
1: been having the minute that the minute that the strike ended, that panic st- seeped into my body yeah it was like yay right. and then it was like
3: fuck
1: like right away
3: like even fellow writers might be cool you know after all we've been through there's uh, quite a bit of solidarity but pitching to studio executives if it's not on zoom if we're in person am I going into your office and there's eight executives deciding on a show I'm probably not going to have any barriers that they're going to get annoyed with right I'm just yeah. going to cross my fingers that we're on the same page, you know, or that I, that my booster is recent enough and that all the other protections are enough. I'm on zoom. I'm on
2: zoom. I'm done. I'm on zoom. I'm
1: praying that every pitch we, by the way, we are fantastic on zoom. When we pitch on zoom, (laughs) it just sings. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: I bet. Well, look, you just hope the internet stays strong, right? That's (laughs) that's all you need is like, if the internet stays strong, I can do this. But I feel that same way. But I think there's, I've, I've just become very defiant and, as I was, you know, telling us, like, I, I'm angry. <laughs> A lot of people, I just kind of feel like I'm not going to put myself at risk for you to feel comfortable for an hour.
1: Yeah. And if you, and and like and I'm very, that, that, if that's the thi- if you, if that's the thing that makes you like my idea or not like my idea. Then yeah. fuck it anyway. It's gonna be a shitty process. Yeah, it's like, a sl- again, as I said, I'm like, to me,
0: I think COVID caution, and even if you're not necessarily taking your own caution, but you can at least respect the caution of others. As I said, I yeah. think it's indicative of a lot of other personality traits and um, ways of thinking. Yeah. And so if you're not willing to do that, like, I don't know, there's something about the crumbling around us, and especially again, 2020, where I'm like, you know what? I don't need to do this, I'll find another way. I'll just do 45 podcasts, I guess like I do to make the money, you know what I mean? Like we need the yeah. money to live, but I was like, I'm kind of starting to come to terms with the fact that I may lose out on things as a result of my carefulness.
3: Totally. And have already for sure. Yes, definitely.
0: Yeah, yes. definitely. Like I, even little things too, where we had a friend who had a party and we were like, Oh, we weren't invited. We saw We're like, and then, and we're like, do they not like us? And I was like, no, they didn't invite us. Cause they knew we would say no. Because it was like an indoor thing, you know? And then like later I brought it up, you know, after, obviously after the fact. And I was like, do you hate us? And he was like, no, I just knew y'all weren't going to come. <laughs> like, they just, you know, and I'm like, but invite me anyway. Because I need yeah. to feel.
1: Yes, yeah, friends, yeah, yeah. listening.
0: <laughs> exactly. I need to feel missed. I need to feel wanted. Um,
1: yeah. Either yeah. way. But we fill in the void inside with those invitations.
0: Because <laughs> you're like, oh, people yes. know I exist. And that's what matters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. I exist. But I, you know, just to, before we go to the next one, just for the caller, I'm like, it is possible to do these things. There are there are online groups that you can like, you know, sign up and then know when they're having events. And I think that, like, yes, when it comes to dating, it is a numbers game, and it's there's a diversity to it where you don't want to um, limit your pool. But right. I think that when your needs change, your pool changes. The people you're interested in, like these, may not be the people you were trying to date when you were 22. But oh, now yeah. you're 35 right, right, right. or you're 45 and you said, I want to live. Yeah. I'm interested in somebody else now. And just being yeah. open. to there is a shift there, but I think it's a valuable shift and it will. Because what you're saying is true. You're like, you're like, I'm a little bored. I'm a little lonely. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my time. But it's like you, you want a person around. Do you want someone to hang out with? And I think yeah. that's doable. I think it is. I just think, you know, yeah, you go in the city, honey, you get on the Amtrak with your filter, your N95, then you get to the event. And you meet him, honey. It can be done. It can be done. It just takes a yeah. little more legwork. But also, you're in upstate New York. That was on you. What are you doing in the country? Ah!
3: You're in the country to begin That's with. It's tough, man. It's tough. That's a very red part of the country, too. It's just so hard. It's also just not as
0: dense, is what I mean, right? Like, yeah. Like you're not meeting someone, like, out the way you might
1: in a bustling city. Anyway, okay, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to yeah. pivot.
0: Andy, what's the next? <laughs> things
1: you, to do. Lori, do you have time for one more? That's the question. Yes. That's, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. Do you... Want to do... Okay, I got it written down here. We got something about libido. <laughs> and we got something about... You don't know what this one... It's a long one. Yes. Uh, we got a long anonymous from Gmail. <laughs> which, would you, <laughs> which would you rather... And the first one's a voicemail. Which would
3: you rather... Well, from? let's... In the in the uh, spirit of keeping it short, let's do libido. Okay, <laughs> okay yeah. here we go. Hi, Andy and Naomi.
4: I am a longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I am also a therapist, and i <laughs> I often have to like restrain myself from calling in or writing in and like giving any kind of professional advice. Um, and, but you know, like any decent therapist. I have a bunch of personal problems that I can't solve. Um, (laughs) The biggest one for me right now um, is my love life with my partner. Um, We are both, uh, I'm a cis uh, woman, he is a cis man. Uh, We both identify as bisexual um, and we are in a committed monogamous relationship of five years. Um, we do intend on getting married, um, so that is in our future. We've had a lot of conversations about it. My main issue is that our libidos are not very compatible. Um, he, uh, If he had his way, <laughs> um, he would like to have sex pretty much every day. Um, I <laughs> would be maybe, I don't know... Maybe two or three times a month. So it's pretty different. You know, um, we've had a lot of conversations about it. We're also in couples therapy. Um, and a big part of my experience is that my libido's not always been this way. Um, I've gone through quite a bit of, uh, issues health wise. Um, more specifically, I have a thyroid condition. I had thyroid cancer, um, full mm. thyroidectomy. Um, Thyroid, as I've learned, controls pretty much everything um, and libido being a big part of that. Um, I also have had some mental health issues and all the related medications that I'm on all impact libido um, and pretty much, you know, stifle it. So I have a lot of stuff kind of working against me in that way. I think what I'm calling about is just to kind of get advice about, um, you know, I guess how to make myself more excited. <laughs> huh. Um, and also really try to meet him a little bit more at least halfway. Um, and I think also, you know, he, he kind of just wants to be wooed also. Mm. You know, he's, he's big on dates and I, I think I'm also calling just for like some fun, interesting date ideas that could maybe turn into sexy time. Um, but anyway, uh, I would love to hear from you. Um, again, love your show so much. It makes my morning commute so much happier. Um, love you guys. Thanks. Wow. All right.
0: Wow. All right. Therapist. When a therapist comes to us, it feels like we've got to really be on our game. You know, Lori? Like, this
3: is a professional. And Oh, was- I am not the person to answer a libido <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm interested in what you have to say. <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, this is, again... Okay, so we've been together five years. Know you want to be in it, right? Recognizing the external causes for the low for the lower libido on your urine compared to your partner.
3: I mean, Laurie, this has this ever been a problem for you? Yeah.
1: How did you deal with it?
3: Uh, broke up and uh, <laughs> st- became a single mom. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh, Sorry. Uh-huh. That's, one, uh, that's one option. That's one option. Maybe that's not the... <laughs> could, could we damage her husband's thyroid? Uh, so that bring... Instead of making her go to his level, bring him down to hers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or get her a new
1: thyroid. Is that possible? Yeah. Can <laughs> just get a new thyroid somewhere? Yeah, on the black market. I- <laughs> is that how it works? No.
3: I think it is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean...
1: I don't know. I think... We're getting there soon, by the way. Soon we will be able to, like get organs from prisoners because that's <laughs> that's the direction our society is heading it so yeah Ch-
3: china is leading the way <laughs> and uh...
1: it's yeah yeah well, look it's their century okay the american <laughs> century is over it's not yeah, a chinese century absolutely
0: so. well i think a big i think a thing with dates and stuff is about what you're saying like a date or an activity to get to perhaps a sexy time should you want one especially because you're saying you know you're Because you're telling us you're a therapist, which means you're also like dealing with like you have you're you're constantly helping other people and dealing with their stuff and turning off your brain. And I'm also assuming you're tired when you come home after a day of doing that. And then also with thyroid issues, I'm assuming it also I mean, it's affecting your energy level across the board. So it seems like maybe you need some activities that are about disconnecting from thinking and keeping everything, you know, a midnight swim, perhaps. (laughs) Ah. <laughs> I'm, I'm partially, no, I'm obviously calling back, but also I do think there's something like when you're being, when you're whatever that something is that can get you out of your head and something that's about not like thinking about, I have to be sexy now. Also something where you are using your body and thinking about like, Oh, these are the things that I can do. This is the strength I have. This is the, you know, when you're physical, it- I think it can help you build body confidence whether whether you struggle with that or not, it's something where like, you know, you exercise and you're like, damn, I'm strong. Okay, damn I'm sexy. Okay, now let's, you know, come meet oh, yeah. in the boudoir. Right? Like it can kind of like have that domino effect, I think. Um also part of like the dates and stuff where it's like, as much as I love to go out to eat, that doesn't lend itself to sexy time. Because we're basically just sitting there. I've seen nine and a half weeks. It could. <laughs> But we're just kind of sitting there talking through the stuff we already know about each other, maybe complaining about things, and then also eating way too much. That's
1: us. Right. You're 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 putting
0: us us onto every other relationship. No, I'm just, well, because what I'm saying is I don't know if the suggestion is go to a fancy dinner. I'm just going to say, based on my own experience, I don't know if just going to a dinner is how you get yourself in a sexy mood. Go to a
1: production of the vagina monologues.
2: (laughs)
0: Find huh. a local production <laughs> wow. of the vagina or puppetry of the penis. No.
3: Hey, theater worked <laughs> for Lauren Bobert. <laughs> that did get her in a sexy mood. Guys, this vague, might be- <laughs> The worst advice I've ever heard. The last <laughs> 35 seconds are oh. almost offensive.
1: <laughs> oh, see, Beetlejuice doesn't get you going? Okay, fine.
3: <laughs> I mean, I, re- I really don't
0: I really don't know. We're so bad. Because first of all, if you are a fan of us, you know I'm sex negative and you know Andy's sex neutral. So I don't even know why you're out here asking us <laughs> what to do to be sexy. Because when you said he would have sex every day, I said, oh, brother. That's what I said as I heard it. I said, too much.
3: So... <laughs> She she should be calling into
0: guys we fucked, right? <laughs> yes. You should call. Okay, <laughs> Christina, talk Christina and Corinne yeah. will know this. Yes. They'll know yes. this. Because what I'll say is like, you know, getting out of the everyday, breaking away from the same old stuff y'all always doing, getting out of your head.
1: That actually I actually I'll say this. That is good advice. Is is doing something different from the routine. Because that'll break your mm-hmm. brain out of that.
0: Yeah, out of the yeah. rut. And then, like a new, ex- also like a new shared experience, and I don't mean just like we went to the movies. It's I just mean like, I mean this is
1: dumb, but like sometimes Naomi and I will drive Mabel to a different part of the city and walk her there.
0: Yeah, walking the dog in a new part of town really changes the game. Do you know that some places
1: are clean?
3: Some places <laughs> in LA have nice streets.
1: Yeah, some places don't have broken glass everywhere. <laughs> people doing math.
3: Um. There, yeah. There is someone. I I don't know. There, there was some like email I got from some PR person about taking a forest bath. And I'm like, Oh, you mean a walk, (laughs) 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 but yeah, just getting, getting out. And even if you go to a, the beach or something or some, someplace in nature that changes your brain a little bit, I think, but again, I, I wouldn't know. I don't. Right. Right. right, Right.
0: Absolutely. Or then also like, yeah, I think, I think there, I think there are options here. You probably even know more than we do, but then also, like Laurie said, you should ask guys we fucked. Well, <laughs> or
3: wait, is there?
1: What's another podcast with what's a, with a real therapist as opposed to three unlicensed comedians?
3: Doctor Drew? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no, no also just, unlicensed. Yeah,
1: that guy's like some weird right wing creep.
3: You're better right? off asking comedians. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly, but this you, I think,
1: also remind. Just buy him a flashlight and say, "Have at it." throw it at him throw Andy stop it I was gonna get to a positive place
0: (laughs) The point being I think the fact is like in a way as much as you were joking Lori where you're like instead of having you having to go meet him having him meet you I think another thing that that can help is changing the way you think about it so that you Mm -hmm. don't view it as this is my deficiency and I have these sex problems because if you see it as your deficiency Having sex is not going to be chill and fun. It's going to be you being no. like, I'm trying to be better at this thing so that you feel satisfied. Yeah,
3: it's like, all right, happy now? Okay. Can <laughs> and- <laughs> I <get back> to- <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's never. One person's never- sex problems are another person's sex solutions. Does that work? Is that advice?
3: Dang. I like it. I like that log line for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Finally. Finally, someone did it. Finally. <laughs> So I
0: think you know, taking the pressure off, changing the vibes, the scenery, some shared new experiences you get there. He love you. Yeah. Don't stress yourself out, because Lord knows, Andy don't put up with me because I'm a, I'm, I'm, ne- I'm negative. I'm lazy. Too much going on. And I said, don't worry. When I do it, I'll do it right. Yeah. But I can't be doing too much. It is.
1: Give him some of those sex coupons.
0: Lori! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Lori! 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 Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For joining us. Yes. Yeah. You're a dream. This is great. You guys, we'll see you next week.
4: Bye! Cut up Apple Syrup.
2: Cut up Apple Syrup. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card.